Well, but that was part of this when all this started is I was like, oh, we can go back to mimosas on Sunday morning. And like, we haven't had a Sunday morning relaxed enough to have mimosas. But that's why you have the mimosas, to (laughs) relax you. Episode 158 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint of fine wine or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today we welcome the Reverend Dr. Melissa DeRosia. Welcome, Melissa. Hello. She had me write her bio, so here we go. Melissa is the pastor of some Presbyterian church in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that I don't know the name of. And since she told me to write that bio for her, that's all you get. Melissa resides in Ann Arbor with her two tiny dogs and a bird who hates men. She parents two children who happen to me, my goddaughters. Yay. Yay. And, and, and first time I'm meeting Melissa, good to meet you. Good to meet you, Ogan. You know, um, is it too soon to make coronavirus death jokes? Because I'm thinking we should change the name of the podcast to Pub Theology Still alive. Ooh. I think, think that's too early, but that's too early. Okay. Just I kind of like it though. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, uh, we might do it, but you know. Testing the, te- testing the temperature. I think that says more about our podcast than it does about the coronavirus though. <laughs> oh, so it has a dual purpose. I like it even life more after, now. <laughs> pub theology, life after Brian. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. Even better now. Double. Is that, a, is that what you call a double entendre or a coincidence? I don't know. I, I don't know. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. You can show your love for pub theology or live or still alive or whatever you want to call it <laughs> by becoming a supporter on Patreon. You can get some swag, which is on its way. You can get some extended interviews with guests before and after the show banter. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. Big thank you to all our current patrons. And join in on the conversation on the socials. You know what they are. Use the hashtag ptlive. Today we discuss, wait for it, coronavirus. Whoa, no way. Right? No one's talking about this. What is this weird thing of which you speak? Oh, so Melissa, since you are our very special guest, what- I'm um, very special, yes. You're very special guest. Very special. (laughs) What are you drinking today? I am drinking, oh, almost dropped it, my water because I have been sick for the past three weeks. Worst time to have respiratory virus, bacteria, infection, whatever it might be, ever. Which so, we, we did say pre-show, we will say this show. She has been tested and tested negative for corona. Yes, in the very early stages. And I just like walked around with, the, uh, with my negative status on my phone so I could show <laughs> people when I was coughing if they wanted to get that close to me. So don't worry, listeners, you cannot get it from her. No, right, exactly. Not today. Not today. Not no. really ever. No, I have not <laughs> left not really my house in three weeks. Oh. What do you mean? That's not how it works. I mean, you can't, you get, can't get a cold over podcast. You don't know. All right. Yeah, what science right. are you reading? Yeah, There's a oh, lot yeah. about this virus we don't know yet. That's what oh I keep hearing on the news. We don't know everything about this virus. Okay. <laughs> 
I I know that. I do. I'll claim it. I I totally know that. Okay, Ogan, what are you drinking today? Um, I'm experimenting with um, once more time. It's a pastry stout. Oh. Pastry stout. A pastry stout. I'm I am. You know, I I've I've really been struggling with the with the comfort eating sort of deal. Um, I just bought a big old bag of Twix minis. Yeah. Figuring if I just eat a couple at a time, I'll be all right. Well, Fine. now it's like a handful at a time. You, you know, know, a couple at a time is really just a Twix. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that. Okay. just that. And, Very satisfying and, to unwrap them, though. It's part of the experience. It, it kind of is. But the yeah. thing I heard today that's really going to sink me is that apparently, I don't know if they used to do this all the time, but Girl Scout cookies can now be ordered Delivered. online and shipped to your door i'm like it is done it's over they're gonna have a very good year they are is over they are gonna have a very good year um so i am Mm, um back to one of my favorites um uh lagunitas little something something male oh i love that one oh it's so good and you know the description's the best so here we go this special ale is kind of its own thing it's got a lot of wheat it's rich with hops it finishes dry We've watched it with some amusement as the beer mumblers argue over how to classify it. I mean, aren't we all, really? How, how, really? how are we all classified? Really? Um, the boxes we live in. Yeah. We're in the camp of Jassy Ryder as he declares to Ray Smith in comparisons are odious. Well, whatever. Just give us a call. All right. <laughs> give us a drink. How about that? There you go. So, and I, I, I did bring two. I might have a two beer episode. Because every time we the episode topic is coronavirus, I think it just may have to be a two beer episode. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Well, there's a pint, so I mean Yeah, so you're good. And seven point and seven point five percent. That's pretty good then. So I should be good too. You won't be under the table. Uh no. I might be on it. Maybe. (laughs) It's okay if you are. It is. is. I'll pass my glass I'll pass my glass of water to you. We open up with um, what has been your favorite coronavirus meme? Because I have to say the memes have been like on point during this whole time. Can you describe it? Like that's the thing we'll have to do is describe it. Um, I do. I do want to. I do want to not do a meme, but um, shout out to uh, John Oliver on last week tonight for what I think is already the best coronavirus slash Easter crossover joke. And he said, Easter, the time we celebrate when Jesus should have stayed inside, but didn't. Boom. I was like, that's a good one. That's, that's, that's a good one. one." But that's, that's all I got for now. I'm looking through my feed because I know there's like, I've posted. I know I was, I was looking at, I was looking at my. Yeah, again, not a not a meme, which like whatever, but this is so my favorite is the Babylon Bee article where Joel Olstein tests negative for Christianity. I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> like I died laughing. I just absolutely died laughing. Of course, that was the night I was having quarantinis, so everything was funny um that night. But wait, what night was that? I, um that was sorry. Friday. Oh you okay. know good and well I, what night it was. Well aware I was on the uh so I am a receiving end of I'm a text. drunk texter. Like you yeah. should know that about me. Like I am totally a drunk texter. So yeah when I when I, I was very it. fortunate. There were a lot yeah. of good texts. There were a lot of good texts. Like I'm usually I very know. funny. The next day I'm you laughing hysterically. 
Um, I feel like I should like leave you two alone. Should I just go record another no, this podcast? Is, this people is, often have that feeling with us. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Most of our like, people, our other friends and our partners are like, I'm just out. I can't keep up. And we just keep talking over each other louder and louder and we're fine. Everybody yeah, that's pretty much sums up our relationship. It does. So um, I have to say my lucky, favorite one. Lucky, lucky me. <laughs> This may be my favorite one is when the Pope came out and said, if you can't go to confession, priests can just talk to God directly. And and it was, it was Martin Luther looks directly into the camera office style. Yeah. (laughs) That one was one of my favorites, but people, so some, some of our people are posting, um, Ooh, can um, I share one more? Yeah. Uh, so the, the familiar of Batman slapping Robin, uh, you've seen this for other things as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, and Robin's saying, I'm young and healthy. I won't get it. And Batman is bam. You're going to kill Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one was funny. I like that one. I saw that one. So Pam Herbert, um, this is a picture of a man outside his, um, outside his front door with two Jehovah's witness, young men in, in suits. And um, it, the, the, the picture says where y'all's bikes at and the top says me talking to Jehovah's witness for almost three hours because I'm bored AF. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And then Simon Pope post one of a little girl and like, so what we assume is a parent or a father playing Uno with a little girl. The little girl is holding up two Uno cards and you see the other person's Uno cards and they're all plus fours, like draw four. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And she has two, and it says week of confinement, and then the plus fours, it says government. The so, government. Government. Yeah. Plus, four, is, plus four. Plus four. Plus four. Because our president is a, well, let's not go there. Well, let's just, you know what? Brian Ooh. actually put out a list without that. So let's just move on. There you go. <laughs> um, so what has been your guilty pleasures over the last few weeks? Um, and how do you combat the inner rationale that everything is justifiable now? Oh. So I confessed to Melissa yesterday that I started watching Sister Wives again, which years ago was a guilty pleasure. Um, and it makes me feel so normal. <laughs> Like, I was going to say, are you watching, are you, I was going to ask, are you watching for that sense of, okay, my life isn't as yes. off chain or are you watching it more from a sense of, hey, that's not a bad situation. No, 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 no. Okay, just checking. No, I am watching it going, see, everything isn't that bad. I'm not like those people. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes comparison is not the thief of joy. It's not the thief of joy. <laughs> I like that. so what have y'all been doing i've been also eating everything and that's been the everything is justifiable now like yes i'll just make all the cookies and i'll eat all the cookies and i just don't care because oh my gosh just get me through so yeah no there are aspects of um wardrobe and hygiene um that i have definitely determined are um just protestable i don't have to do them and i'm not going to do them until this is all over so you know I was kind of like that. And then um, on the fourth day of not showering and you know, you know, you, you know, you're day three. So we're okay. You know, you're supposed to like apparently get used to your own funk. No, No, that did not. No. So what if like 
but what if the just the manifestation of the personal funk really keeps the virus at bay? Like it creates a force field around us. So I think it's, it's science. It's the true can, social distancing. Like nobody's going to come near it, me. It is. It's it so is. funny you mentioned that because this ties into my guilty pleasure on HBO. I'm watching Avenue Five. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's a it's a, a science fiction comedy. And they're in this spaceship, this like cruise liner spaceship that has got knocked off course. And part of how they protect themselves from, from interplanetary radiation is literally human shit. And, and the ship, and, and before they used to extract whatever they needed to out of the human shit, but there was a leak and now the ship is hurtling through space, literally surrounded by human feces in oh orbit, in orbit around it. This show is kind of off the chain, but see, but, we've been, we've been like, we got rid of HBO a long time ago, and we've been talking about it and talking about it. Like, do we spend the money? And I feel like, like everything is justifiable. Like right now, absolutely, oh, absolutely, yes, absolutely, spend the yes. money on HBO. You know, yes, all of the channels, all of the time, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so Avenue Five on on HBO, uh, uh, Letter Kenny on Hulu. I've been like, I've been like yelling about the show for the last two months. If you've Wait, not, what's it called? Letter Kenny, L E T T E R K E N N Y. Letter Kenny on Hulu. That it is, it is the dumbest, most intelligent show I've ever Wonderful. seen. <laughs> I think you you did talk about that the week I was gone. Seriously. Yeah. So that. Uh, I am I am catching back up on an FX show called Better Things, and the reason it uh, the comedian Pamela Alden stars in it, and part of the reason I'd let it go before was um uh was because it was co-written, co-directed, co-produced, co everything with with Louis C.K. So I was kind of like, Meh. and then I was like, you know, what? she's she's really a tour de force in it, so I feel like. Uh, uh, I don't want to dishonor her work as well is my justification. Hashtag everything is justifiable. Um, but, but it's actually a really good show that combines, you know, single parenting being the, you know, the parent of a dementia parent uh, or, or, you know, now you've become your, your, your parents' parent um, dating in middle age uh it's it it covers the gamut. It's it's a really it's one of those dark humor shows. Yeah. Kind of deal. We do so, love. Which we which we do love. So um I yeah. will I will say that like so this this everything is just about justifiable in, it it there are things that I have drawn the line that like are not okay, right? So um I made the commitment that I wouldn't like I bought, I did do big grocery trips, but that's because we were going to be home, but I made the commitment not to hoard. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So, so part of that, I, I also think like, I think when we're talking about guilty pleasures and stuff, that's one thing, but like, let's also be careful not to, you know, actually actively harm in the, everything is justifiable, <laughs> you know, language of, yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, I, I, got reminded today and so i'll just say it um that you know at the first of the month are when people on wick and food stamps get their money and mm -hmm. so to try not to go to the grocery store on wednesday and thursday and let them um you know let them do their shopping oh um, that's a good reminder yeah put so that on facebook i will share it 
I will. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, so part of that is just that everything is justifiable, but like also let's be kind, but in terms of guilty pleasures at home, like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Like I'm, I'm trying to balance that with kids too. Right. Like, yeah. Well, and modeling for them because their little brains are not developed enough to really make, speaking from experience, good decisions about everything is justifiable. And they really are operating out of places like the world is ending. We can just do whatever we want. Well, no, you actually can't because this will end. Right. I mean, it will end. It just is... The, the question of how long it takes and how much damage it does is up to how everybody gets their act together, right? Yes. Um, yes. So. You, know, it's, you know, it's also justifiable right now and actually not just justifiable, but recommended, not meeting with people. Like how many <laughs> times are you like, oh my God, I got invited to the thing. I don't really want to go to the thing. How can I get out of the thing? Now it's like, don't even get invites. <laughs> or if you did, do it's like, sorry, no, I'm, so, I'm, doing, I'm doing my part. I'm, 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 I'm fixing the world by keeping yeah. my ass on the couch right now. So and, I'm sorry. And there was a really great meme about, I don't, I don't know if it was really a meme um, that was floating around out there about, you know, like how much this feels like being back in elementary school and the kids, the very few kids who are causing all the problems are keeping the rest of us from recess. Like, yes. we just want to get out. We just want it to be done. Stop right. being jerks. Stay home. Do what you're being, you know, do what you're told. My, my favorite one related to that was my mom told me I would never amount to anything by just lying on the couch. Here I am <laughs> saving the world. Yep. I like yeah. that one too. So we, um, our friends kind of punked us. Our neighbor put on like, it was this fake, like fake site news article that like our governor was closing all the liquor stores and <laughs> those and like, are not funny those are not funny i have not been drinking for two and a half weeks trying to get rid of this crud let me tell you not funny Still that's trauma that's trauma inducing <laughs> right and then you click on it, it was like you got pranked blah 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 and he was like oh my uh, god that gave me a heart attack uh, i just want to drink a beer i just want to get this gone so i can drink and i i have to say i haven't i haven't yet not that i'm against it but i haven't yet had a beer before noon but like that day is coming. That day is coming oh. very shortly. Oh, it's, I had a lot of breakfast stouts. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, how have you not had mimosas? Like, well, so we, well, you, like said, that was, you said beer, but like, you know. Well, but that was part of this when all this started is I was like, oh, we can go back to mimosas on Sunday morning. And like, we haven't had a Sunday morning relaxed enough to have mimosas but we that's have- why you have the mimosas to <laughs> relax you 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 put in this bass awkward shit you're right you're right you're totally Very right wise. like i am hoping this sunday to correct that good i genuinely am there you go <laughs> so um are you feeling the need now that we talked about all our guilty pleasures are are, are you feeling the need to be productive during this time or <laughs> like i know ogan's answer ogan never feels the need to be productive wow <laughs> you know what? honestly i really wanted to be like i was like but 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 part of it is part of it is fundamentally my job hasn't changed like yeah it, that's the thing right in fact it's gotten a little harder it has it has gotten harder so so no i don't i don't I don't have the desire to be any more productive than I usually am because I haven't stopped working. <laughs> See, I have the voice in my head, though. That's the issue. 
Um, so I've, I've been busier in the last three weeks than I have, you know, in a long time in ministry and the change is going to be, and we'll probably talk about this next week, right? Is that Holy week is actually going to be less, you know, a little down, um, than all the, you know, energy, Not not as much hoopla, not as much hoopla, but like, I mean, I've been doing like we've with, um, you have to keep up with the dishes or you like, we don't have a fork to use. Right. So we've, cause we don't use paper or plastic in our house. Um, if we can help it. And so that we've been keeping up with, but it's, it's been maintenance, but I see all these people posting pictures. Like I organized my closet and I did no. my drawer and I'm like, no, one friend, <laughs> like Unfriend. you are actually causing me anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be that person though. I want to have that energy and guys, I do not have it. I do not, but I will, nor nor should you feel, nor should you feel bad about it. Like, so the people who had to go somewhere for work and are no longer going someplace and, and don't have the, uh, uh, their jobs haven't adapted so that they could work from home and they got a lot of time on their hands, you know, more power to them, do all that stuff. But there's some of us, like, you know, that's not our experience. And we should not be expected right. to do anything more. I think we're good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, Melissa, you had mentioned this in the pre-show. I think that a lot of this is there is such a, a um, not desire, um, for those of us in helping professions, like there's something in our nature that is struggling to not be overproductive right now. Right? Like to not so much like and and we've talked about this a little bit before of that like okay well not only so we can't see our people so not only do i need to move worship online but we're gonna have um every day we're gonna have a prayer together and every day we're gonna write like this this somehow this issue is like feeling out of control and so feeling out of control feeling needed like i'm not able to provide for you in the ways that i traditionally know and i mean i i say this like i've certainly felt this which i resisted and i'm not trying to make us like oh we're better because we resisted like but also we're better because we resisted um (laughs) yes because you're you know like i i mean i had a friend who's um more of a regular chronic overfunctioner and he said the other day, like, I'm doing too much. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, oh, you just meant these last few weeks. <laughs> like, and, and I think it, like you said, the, the Ill, like your, your respiratory infection kind of yeah. allowed you to take that time. Um, Didn't this, allow me. It gave me no choice. It well, it gave you no choice, right. And so when all of this started, I mean, I didn't, I barely had enough energy to get up, to get out of bed. Like, okay, are the kids still alive? Okay, we're good. And just to like keep things feeling whatever, like not normal because I'm so done with that word and people saying, we just want to, we want to get back to normal or we want to keep things feeling like normal. Watch watch Sister Wives, you'll feel super normal. Right. It's not (laughs) normal. It's not normal. And I'm really grateful that watching all of, you know, my clergy colleagues who were literally like killing themselves with all of those things and doing all the things. And I'm going, yeah, but that's also not going to be sustainable in the long run. We're looking at long haul. How are we pacing ourselves to, um, I think so this is the most specific example. I, and I apologize, kind of not really, um, to anyone who actually did this, but the example early on was that priest who took all the selfies 
of his parishioners and put them in the pews. And my very first thought was like, I bet you don't have any kids at home, do you? And that was my first thought. And I watched clergy doing that. And again, God bless you if you did that. And... And it was, it was, it was, it was creepy. It was creepy. It was creepy. And I think I mentioned this last week or I answered this last week. What happens if one of your parishioner like dies from the right? Do you take the picture down? Like what happens? Like, uh, I didn't even think about (laughs) that either, but oh my gosh. It's kind of weird. Oh, oh yeah. I mean that, I think that's part of it is, I I realized very early on, which which none of the pastor groups were talking about, and maybe they weren't ready, right? Is that like, um, so when we talked about canceling Easter, a lot of people were like, we're going to, what? no matter what day, when we reopen, we're going to have Easter, and it's going to be full on. And I'm like, no. in what way, first off, there's not going to be this flood of doors opening, you know, because a lot of people are going to stay in their home still for a long time after, even after it's quote unquote said safe. Especially and church people. Especially church people because they're an older demographic. Yep. Um, and number two, in in what world, I, in what world do you not think that even the people that come out of their homes that there aren't going to be empty seats? Right. And mm-hmm. like, so I realized very early on that reality, and I had to step myself back to say, okay, I need to reserve some energy to think through what does pastoral care look like during this time, not just getting you videos and blah, 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 but like what happens when we get sick and that's all kinds of sick, right? Like just because this virus is going around doesn't mean the other, the heart attack stop or the stroke stop or the cancers, the cancer stop. So what does pastoral care look like? And how do I, how do I save my energy and keep myself spiritually healthy so that I can do that work because of the the loss that I'm going to feel by not being able to literally be there and hold their hand, right? And so that's what made my um, over-functioning, that's what calmed that down very seriously for me. And And I know that that's really hard. I've been comparing this to like you, we want this, the end of this to be Jesus coming out of the tomb and resurrection and all this great stuff. Like this is going to be Noah coming out of the ark right? This is going to be like, yay, we're, we're out of this place. But like, in the meantime, the world has been devastated while we've been in this quarantine. And like, and what is the renewed covenant look like? And what is all that? And how do I save my energy for all of that? It looks like plant a vineyard and get wasted. (laughs) Coming back, coming back Noah style. I mean, I've, I've actually have a sermon where I'm like, listen, Noah was kind of a drunk on that. And you know what? I think I would be too. Which, so, so, the question, so the question I've always had about it is, one, was, was being on the ark what drove Noah to drink? Or was this man already an alcoholic before he got on the ark? We are because- now learning what it looks like to be locked with your family for 40 days. Right. But then to imagine all of that to have all the animals of the world in your house with you. That's kind of like my house. Yeah, exactly. Melissa has a ridiculous amount of animals. I have lessened the animals. Okay. But still, still everything is relative. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, um, NT that's, let's, more move on on this one. This NT Wright says Christianity offers no answers about the coronavirus. 
it's not supposed to. And he encourages people of faith to lean into lament instead of into explanation. What do y'all think of that? I, I think it'd be weird if the Bible mentioned coronavirus. I think that'd be really strange. Well, I mean, it's a, uh, as I've been sharing with my community, it's, you know, we call it spiritual practice. This is the time we've been practicing for. And, and let's use this as um, not to, not to put pressure on our faith, but if anything else, uh, if nothing else, uh, as an opportunity to, to yes, lean, lean on lean on the elements of our faith that speak to perseverance and strength and long suffering and, and also knowing that we, we, we are divinely gifted with all we need to persevere through anything. Like that's, that's what our faith, most all faiths teach us. So. Especially as we're putting it in the context of Holy week, right? I mean, that's where I'm, just really deep into this week trying you know working on getting all the things that I had all prepared that are now out the window and looking at how do we approach this differently Monday Thursday that that I, I didn't have any problems with that and then I got to Good Friday and I was like shit mm. here we are yeah right? here we like yeah here we are and this isn't about it is about the theology but it isn't and it's, it's about the experience and how do we help and walk alongside our folks with the emotions and the heaviness of Good Friday and being present in where we're at and not just jumping to Easter. Which, wait, wait, don't we say that every year, right? We say and, every year. And nobody like, shows up. And nobody shows up, or well, or like the same faithful, right? Like that's, the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the term nobody, you know, I don't yeah, like I that. know, I know. Um, but the same faithful show up and they, you know, the people that are going to walk through Holy Week are going to walk through Holy Week. Because they've done it before. Because like, they have. Literally in their own life. I was going to say, because they've emotionally had something that connects them theologically to that. And I think that's very powerful. I am one of those people. And so yep. I find Holy Week to be um, just, uh, I mean, Easter is my favorite holiday over Christmas simply because of Holy Week, not yep. because of actual Easter. Um, but I, and, and yeah, it's a struggle how do you bring that to people when, you know, really they're, they're also very much ex experiencing it. You know, we talked, we talked a lot about um, last show, I think, was it last show with Eli um, Ogan that we talked about our favorite like scriptures that we're lifting up? Um, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> whatever. Sounds, sounds whatever, right. whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. And I was saying how I, I was, you know, going to the exile text that that's very much where I found, you know, God is with us in exile. And, you know, this, this whole God promised, God never promised there wouldn't be suffering, right? Just God promised right. we wouldn't be alone in it. Um, and, and I think that people are really getting that now. They're really understanding that now. And I think we're fully embracing the like, <laughs> so I, I actually haven't done a lot of work on this, but um, you know, Jesus through his, this ministry is going, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And all the disciples are like, no, it's not. That's ridiculous. That's way too, <laughs> like, that's way too much. That's insane. And Jesus, Jesus is the expert in this moment is going, this is going to happen. And I feel we're really a lot, a whole totally in that moment right now where yeah. this expert saying, this is going to happen. And we're all going, no, it's not. We're good. Like, no, -uh, you're insane. <laughs> 
and then you know here here it comes here we um are. but I, I i mean answers is a hard word there right with like christianity offers no answers well faith doesn't offer answers if you will well, if you if you're doing it right, you know there are there are there go. There, are, a, a statement. <laughs> there are there are plenty of places and and commu- church communities and denominations who say, you know, we are here to that we are here and the Bible's here to provide the answers for you for, for all life. of life's questions. Exa- exactly. I've got those memes. I, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. You know, so my back, stepfather back to, oh yeah, back to back to one of my favorite means, Jesus knocking on the door and he's like, you know, Jesus, Jesus knocking on the on door and door. it's like, it's me, Jesus, please stop. Please stop putting your, please stop putting your response to the virus in my hands. You got to wash your hands like everybody else does too. <laughs> yeah, right. Like right. That. So, yeah. so, but, but, and, and, and this really ties into, to our next question about that, you know, ridiculous pastor who died. Not it's not ridiculous that he died, but the one who right. was professing about uh, you know, this being a whole yeah. conspiracy this- thing against Trump, and and he was also professing that you know, because because he's walking with God, the virus isn't going to touch him or whatever it is. Like, you, you, you know, there's there's that level of 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 religious delusionment that can yeah, yeah. that is dangerous. It's dangerous. So my stepfather posted today that thing that's been going around of like. Of God sent all the plagues and blah blah blah, and maybe we need to stay in our home for our idolatry, and how um, really what we don't need is a vaccine, but we need to get back to you know God basically. And I'm like, and I, right, and I was like, okay, I'm all for getting rid of our idolatrous acts. Also, we need a vaccine, and like, let's not limit God in this whole process. By the way, like. No, no, stop it. So here, here, I'm on the thing. Um, A pastor in Louisiana said in video last week, we are not able to break bread, sit down and eat with each other because Caesar is demanding how we conduct ourselves using the pretext of this virus. Oh God, I can't even read it without. (laughs) To be able to conduct our lives and run our lives for us. Then he began visiting various discussions and conspiracy theories that we have been circulating online and in discussion groups about the virus. And then that pastor died last Wednesday and prayers with his family, truly. Um, and that was a day after he tested positive for the coronavirus. Which, which I've been reading, if you do the math, while he was making this video, he was probably yeah, he, infected. Oh, he right. was a carrier while he was doing all of this. So what is the importance of accurate information and how can theology help or hurt in a time like this? And then another example of that is Liberty University saying students are coming back, right? And, and, and now getting sick and, and it's like really hitting the fan down there. And yeah. And, and again, the majority of these college students are, are probably going to get it and recover that's not the point, right? Like we've talked over and over and over again about this. What about their professors? What about this whole, this whole theology of God will protect us. And it's just so hurtful and so damaging. 
Well, and they, they think that they're living in a bubble, right, on the college campus when we know that college campuses are not bubble. I mean, they're it's, not bubbles. They go, they, you know, they go to the grocery store and they go to the bars or probably right. not them, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're going places where they're also then in Oh, especially them. Let's I know, be honest about Liberty them. University. There's, there's, there's no dancing. There's no drinking. There's on no campus. Officially. <laughs> officially so I know several people off campus I know several people who went to Liberty University and they are anything but a lot of things happening off campus right some people just scary. some people just go there for the degree let's just be clear just, just go for the degree all the Jesus uh, I mean I think uh, the friends that I know that went there they started off at Liberty because that's what they thought they believed right and they right. very quickly realized oh whoa 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 this is yeah. not and either transferred out or finished their degree just because. And, but, but yeah, this whole, this whole Christianity versus science thing is, I'm so over it. I'm so over it for climate change. I'm over it for these pandemics. Well, like, it's, it's more than that now because, be, be, because of our, you know, dear leader right now, we all feel the permission to, if, we are, if a fact is shared, like we feel like we have a choice to believe it or not and us not believing it makes it not real. And that's like the most ridiculous thing in, in the world there. I mean, so many, you know, I've got some friends down in Florida and, you know, which is red state capital of the country. And so many folks are still in that place of, you know, this is just being overblown we're sharing facts and they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. And therefore it's not true. And I'm like, there's a difference between your opinion and facts. You can have an opinion. It doesn't make it a fact. And we've got statistics to show that your opinion isn't valid. But then if you behave based on your opinion that argues the facts, then that's kind of sort of what's the problem here. And now that used to be a, it used to be, I guess, confined to a certain group of people. And now it's become the norm, thanks to our president, of you don't have to agree with the fact if you don't want to, and it's okay, and it's not okay. In, 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 in so many ways, we're, I think we're, we're suffering now in a very acute, quick way because of that when it comes to this disease. It's why we're so late in responding to it. Is why, in spite of all the numbers and statistics we're showing, we're still behind. Like every time I'm watching the news, every expert is saying, yes, we need to do more testing, more testing, but we also have to realize that this thing had, what, a 10, 12-week head start, and like there's yeah. no way we're catching up to the actual numbers. The best interview I heard this week was on NPR on Innovation Hub by the um, – the director or the president of the World Health at uh, Research at Harvard. I'm going to post it on our pages because I, I really, it's a 26-minute interview. And I think it's one of the most important interviews I've heard. And it's realistic and it actually talks about this, no, the floodgates aren't just going to open and we're all going to come out of our homes. Yeah, no. So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post that for people that want to listen to that. Because I, yes, listening to experts right now and I've talked about this, right? I have an expert in my congregation. She works for Johns Hopkins in infectious diseases. And she's been telling me for weeks and I, I didn't listen. I mean, I, I was listening, but I couldn't understand. I wasn't processing. I just couldn't. Now, again, I'm not a government official, you know, um, but 
you know, I, I, I was like, well, if this happens or if this happens and she's going, so I'm saying, well, if we get a positive test um, case in the congregation, we'll shut it down. She's like, that's not going to happen. We don't have enough test kits. It's just not going to happen. I, I think part of it was there was so much bad news happening, coming all at once. All at like once. We, we didn't know how to handle that. Like our brains were not ready Overload. to process. Well, and, <laughs> like, and actually, Melissa, you posted this from a therapist that talked about that we need to reconsider this time as trauma. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Part of, because part of what trauma is, is too much too fast. And that is exactly what happened to us. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was starting to keep track of it because of my parishioner and starting. So I was like three days ahead of other people just because she was like screaming in my ear. I mean, I called it a still small voice, but like she was texting me <laughs> in all caps, like shut it down now, right. you know? And so I was a couple of days ahead. So for a lot of people, there is a lot of whiplash and like, what just happened, you know? Right. And, and everything happens so quickly, that's trauma. And, and we've named this, but like, this is a collective world trauma. Like not just one area, not just, oh, yeah. you know, like this is a world trauma that we're about to experience. This, this generational changing and shifting um, major, yeah, absolutely. And it is, I'm thinking about the trauma and I've seen, various reflections on it from different mental health professionals about, you know, the difference between that kind of like that one major experience that like that is the trauma versus not versus, but, you know, just in contrast and compare looking at the way in which the trauma that happens in that slower, more gradual way, even though it's still overload, like not knowing when it's going to end where some trauma, it's an instant and it ends and okay, now how do I deal with this? But we're dealing with so many of the unknowns and the uncertainties and how that shifts and changes our hearts and our minds. It's a lot. And it's, it's also, it's also textbook stages of grief, right? The, 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 the denial (laughs) at first and, and, and. Well, and and slowly, slowly working our way into acceptance um, and, and, and the bargaining in terms of the, and like, the you know, fluidity of that, right? Oh my, right. Exactly. And there's so much of it. There's like, okay, my freedom, my, like, I mean, I, you know, I'm, lo- I'm mourning losses today of upcoming trips. You know, my, yeah. by the way, today's Brian's birthday. So happy birthday. Happy and birthday, Brian. They had to shift, you know, he's going to do zoom party, like my 40th is coming up and we had this trip plan. I noticed you're very, uh, you're a subtle Facebook post about, uh, the the timing of Amazon deliveries, how they align uh, with yeah, your birthday. Yeah, so it's not um, so subtle. We're we're <laughs> probably really close, probably right now that Amazon non-essential items are going to be delivered to my house by my birthday. Um, <clears throat> so get on get on the get on the ordering people. Get, so on, get on the ordering. She's looking directly at me because she knows that I'm the worst gift giver ever. No, Melissa and I have an arrangement. Like, and if you're really good friends and you're able to do this, do this with your friends, right? We have an arrangement that the the present doesn't need to come on your birthday or on Christmas. The present comes when you find a present that you know the other person will love and they get it at any time in any way. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So like you find it and you're like, oh, this is it. And you send it off and you don't have to put it in some closet somewhere that I'm going to forget where I put it and have to, I mean, I do remember her birthday, but like, I don't have to like 
six days ahead of time, pull it out, wrap it, send it. Like I just ship it right to her. And I'm like, the happy thing birthday, about Merry Shannon Christmas. So- is she is the best gift giver ever. It is her love language of how she expresses that. So I got, I got a question. So, so, <laughs> so two months later, will it still say happy birthday or is just like, you just like send a every, gift? Every gift says happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Every gift. Ah, gotcha. Like, here you go. Um, and when we lived closer, we would meet like halfway. We would um, stay in a hotel overnight in this little town. We would go to this brewery, which um, when I was in process of getting divorced, I got us kicked out of. And <laughs> because post post show story, we, uh, I, this I got here. Was, let's just, I, just, let's, I was just telling this story. I um, I was drinking a lot then. Uh, no. <laughs> listen like it was a really hard time of life (laughs) for me yeah i've I've seen how you drink in the easy times i can't even imagine (laughs) it was it was i listen i had a blast don't get me wrong and it's a great story so there you go um and and it it ends with um me carrying shannon down dragging dragging down the street i did not drag you no i passed out i passed out in the bathroom i remember that part out of the bathroom (laughs) and i and i somehow come to halfway through the bar like dragging me and the bartender going do you need help to melissa she's like no i'm good (laughs) i got this dragging me i got this we've all had those moments y'all have to know that this was literally the worst moments of my life and and anybody who's been through a divorce or something really traumatic listen listen you just we've, you know we, we've all had those moments where we've both been the dragger and the draggy and yes. it's both been the worst times and the best times listen, we've all had and, those moments. and i have drugged melissa out of places and it's fine like even in seminary when it's i was just telling the story <laughs> all the uh, stories where a professor yeah. was like you you've got her right and i was like yeah i got her i'm good i've got her like i was i was good i was was, having a very fun time so and let's also um, disclaimer let's be honest about getting um drinking in public when you know somebody's got you right like that that is also a thing because i would never do that if somebody didn't have me in the process um, but I want to get back Aww. to the point of, <laughs> Aww, now we got to see, we got our people. Aww. It's good to know through trauma. Listen, I would drag either one of you. Oh. I would drag either Those one of you through a bar at any time if you needed it. So it's important, but of course it's important to, to negotiate who's doing the dragon before the drinking starts. <laughs> that, that is important. Those without saying. Also, I feel like the draggy needs to have a certain amount of drinks in order to like prepare themselves to do this. That's true too. Got lots of strength. That's what that is. Lots of strength. But uh, (sighs) but coming back to the point of, it's important to have good theology around these things. (laughs) This show is this show is so instructional. This is why. This is why. How many episodes, Shannon? How many? One hundred and fifty-eight, and this is your first time time on the show. Been on. This is why. This is why. Oh, no, All you're right. coming back. You're coming back because I got to hear the story. Sweet. <laughs> so um, last last question. Has there been a feel-good story in your town, um, city, or state that, or that you've seen on the news that you would like to share? Oh, 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 oh me. Me. Yes. I have my hands raised. Oh, it's totally happening in my house. Talk about birthdays and So my daughter is turning 14 on April 7th, and I posted about that on Facebook. 
um, and asked folks to send cards just because it's been so hard trying to figure out like, first of all, teenager, birthday, that period, then put it in the context of global pandemic. Um, so how do you even begin to celebrate that? And people have the outpouring of people who are like, send me your address, send me your address, yeah. just to help bring some light and love. And it's amazing. That's been really cool. So happening in my house. I love it. Good. My, my feel good story comes from Atlanta. Uh, Terrence Lester set up portable hand washing stations for homeless folks. Mm. And, you know, the, the generally forgotten, but even almost more so forgotten uh, populace in cities um, at this time. And apparently there was a period of time when he was growing up, when he was homeless as well. So he's always been, been mindful about uh, um, where homeless folks are at and their lives. So he um, set up, these portable hand washing stations Station, and yeah. little foot foot pump you can pump the water up oh, and cool. and there's soap and all and they have of that those at, like music that. festivals and stuff yeah exa- exactly so yeah. and they come in and, and listen swap if you got like a porter potty business right now i mean something like that that'd be great yeah if you can if you can donate that mine mine's a little closer to home i um which isn't ever going to get on the news right but like um we have we work with them both at church and then Derek's um, company works with them or um, nonprofit works with them, and it's a methadone clinic that has stayed open during this time, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't they didn't have access to masks, and um, Derek found somebody who like was a distributor and said we can donate some masks and or buy them. I don't I don't know all the details, but he delivered them this morning. And, you know, that's a population we don't like to really talk about this time, you know, like all this stuff, like, well, these are drug addicts and they're whatever, but like the people that serve them need to be protected because they're, they're essential and they're open. And, um, and then the other one, same thing. Like, so my, my cousins are nurses at Vanderbilt hospital. Um, and people have been mailing her, um, sewn masks and every single one she puts up on Facebook and she I think I mentioned her last time that she you know she's the one that dropped off um her kids at my aunt and uncle's and had to drive away for a undetermined amount of time and and just the the outpouring of spirit of let's of we're all in this together but also nurses doctors health workers like you're in your own category and we're all here for you. And, and special shout out to the ones who are leaving their towns and cities that may be not as, you know, uh, infected in numbers and going to places that are to no help kidding. out. Like I, like that just blew my mind. I understand if it's your town or your city, right? But, but, but the fact that you're in a place and you have family and you're healthy right now and infections are super low and, and you're not the, in any immediate danger and you are leaving to go to the hot zone. Yeah. <laughs> and all the people yeah. coming out of retirement right now, they're oh, like, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. you know, like our governor has um, released the, like, if your license is suspended and you were, you know what, like come back, we'll, we'll bring you back in. For this well, period. you know, you know, some, some of them probably glad to get out the house from their, from their partner. Well, anyways. So I'm just, you know, I'm, mean, just, I'm just saying. No kidding. <laughs> So, I mean, we're all dealing with that, but I think that if you agree to this, you're agreed. You're agreeing to get the virus. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, yeah. now not all, 
not all healthcare. I mean, so uh, Melissa and I have a mutual friend that's a children's chaplain in DC. And she said, like, I've been exposed multiple times, but I haven't, I haven't been tested positive because we're taking all of these precautions. But by going to work, we're basically agreeing to get the virus. To be, like, yeah. To yeah. be exposed, you know, and, and that it, it will probably happen at some point. And that, that's the decision we're making by going into this. Um, and, and I just think, like, I just look at, I, I, I don't know, that to me, there isn't enough I can do to say thank you for that, that kind of risk and that kind of sacrifice. Um, and that's where for me, if, if, if you don't feel anything else, like let's stay home so they can get home sooner. Right. Like, and, and look at all the rallying we do around soldiers, right. When they go off to war and all of that, that's what we're talking about. Like when a soldier signs up they're and I'm not saying that they're not allowed to have feelings when they're deployed or whatever, but they pretty much sign up to be separated from their family at some point. Like doctors and nurses didn't necessarily do that, or even the hospital administrator or the, the people cleaning the the room. The of- people cleaning the, like they Gosh. didn't they didn't sign up to be separated from their family for six months or whatever. Nope. Like, and that's what they're being asked, and they're saying yes. And so, like, they're 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 the heroes here. Yeah. Um. And I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that whatsoever. So that's my feel good story. <laughs> All the feels. All the feels. I haven't, um, that's been my next, part of my next project is to get out the sewing machine and start making masks. Um, but I haven't had time to do that yet. Put your and, kids to work. Put your kids to work. Well, that's part of the productivity. You got four kids. Put them like, to work. Like part of that, like I can teach them to do this and I would like to do that, but I yep. also need to have the energy to do that. And so. That's a special um, kind of energy to teach our kids to do stuff. So grandmas that know how to sew, step up right now. I'll take over later. Yep. But like right now, I just need you to, I need you to commit to this for me. There <laughs> you go. Teach, teach them the things. Teach them the things. Or let them teach themselves. Well, you know. Just have a lot of band-aids ready. That's all. There's, yep. there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. They know there how you. to use that. I mean, you know, I, I lo- have a great story that, like, I learned to sew from my grandma. But my kids will be like, I learned to sew from this random lady on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube grandma. Well, that's another. That's a, there's a post-show story for you. So a there big you thank you to our special guest, Melissa. Woo-hoo. Bye. We'd like to thank the originator of Pub Theology, who came up with our questions, Brian Burkoff, and our producer, Derek Weston. Connect and spread the word on social media. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Watch us on YouTube, um, Facebook, Instagram, really anywhere on the socials um, using the hashtag PTLive. Sign up on patreon.com slash tag PTLive. Slash tag, slash tag. tag. Nice. I like that. Almost made it. So close. So (laughs) close. Slash tag. I was just, I like, here's the problem. Isn't that still beer one, two? No, God, this is way on to beer two. This two, this two. Now we have to create, now we have to invent slash tags. We have to, we have to invent them. We have to make something out of them. Slash tag. See, I got, I got fancy. I went off the script and I tried to get fancy and then my brain went somewhere and then. All right, if you want to create a pub theology in your town, wait until social distancing is over and then go to pubtheology.com slash directory. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly or not if you have somebody to drag you out of the bar and keep those conversations flowing. (laughs)